I don't want you to think that I'm criticizing you. I just want to make sure that the Jeep doesn't fall off the back <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're listening to Swept Together, the story of a modern romance between two adventurers at home, at work, and on the road. We're your hosts, Christian and Annabelle. Join us as we explore the world and make our home together, wherever we end up. Because after all, home is... Permanently on the road. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of Swept Together, the show where we talk about love, business, travel, and learning from other successful couples how to do all these things and do them well. Yeah, this week we have an incredibly special show for you because we're talking to Joe and Emily of Permanent Road Trip. Yeah, they were our first RV friends that we met on the road. Yeah. And Well, we, I mean, we've we've met other RV friends. Right, but these are the first people we met like serial homesteaders. No, but you already knew them. You already knew serial homesteaders before we were on the road. Like we met Joe and Emily on the because road because of the road of the road because right. of the RV. Okay, I get it. That's what I'm, I'm with... saying. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but then we found... sorry, Alyssa and Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were the first friends we met up on the road, right? And after we met them, we'll tell you the whole story. We found them on Instagram. They actually have a huge community on Instagram. And they're at Permanent Road Trip. In this episode, Joe and Emily tell us about what has kept their relationship going for the past 13 years, why they decided to leave their jobs and buy a Sprinter van. Yeah, and how van life has made their relationship stronger. They actually live uh, and play out of their Sprinter van. Um, They give great advice to couples just starting out, so you definitely don't want to miss out on this great interview. Yeah, if you want to check out past interviews that we've done or just catch up on the Swept Together archives, you can listen to old episodes from our website, swepttogether.com. You'll find share links for today's episode along with all of the information that we share at www... Who says that? <laughs> at at swepttogether.com slash episode 43. Yeah, if you're listening on iTunes or the podcast app, please go and rate us and subscribe um, because that'll really help us um, and help find other listeners just like you. Uh, If you don't know how to do that, go to swepttogether.com slash share the love and that'll give you all the instructions for for how to rate us. And I mean, it's super easy to subscribe. Just click on the subscribe button on itunes or like tap on the subscribe button on on uh, your podcast app yep yeah and before we get into the interview we just want to let you know that we were literally next to highway 101 in forks washington and all these vampires were around and they were drag racing because there's a drag racing strip right next to us um and it was a big vampire drag racing weekend there were like zero vampires by the way i'm just kidding I don't know. I Unless you count me before I've gotten a tan. <laughs> Annabelle told me that Forks, Washington was the place where Twilight was filmed. I had no idea because I didn't watch Twilight. Yeah, so I've I only I seen really the know. first one. But it does mean 
Our location does mean that we have some background noise towards the beginning of the show. Thankfully, I wasn't kidding about the drag racing. Yeah, the drag racing is real. (laughs) That's actually there. (laughs) There was like an old airport turned drag strip. Like yeah. across the highway from us, and yeah. uh, the next day it was supposed there was there was going to be a drag racing event. Yeah, so people were out there preparing. So the first few minutes you might hear some sounds, but later on in the interview they stop and it's all better. It's all yeah, all normal. Okay. So. Well, let's get on with the interview with Joe and Emily of Permanent Road Trip. Welcome, Joe and Emily of Permanent Road Trip. It's good to see you guys again. Um, we met, well, like in, was it March or April? I think it was March. It was March, right? So yeah. we, we were at Cheeseman Park in Denver and we happen to be, so Cheeseman Park has a special significance to us. That's where we got engaged. Mm-hmm. And that's where I said, I love you to her the first time. I don't know if you remember, you guys were parked um, next to, near this willow tree. And that is where like the willow is like of special significance to us. And because of that reason, you know, that's where I said, I love you and will you marry me? <laughs> and wow. she said yes. Not on the same day. Well, right. yes, on the same day. But like, <laughs> also. So we were visiting because that was going to be our like last opportunity to, to visit before, we moved, before we moved in here. And so and we were like, those guys have a sprinter van. I bet you they full time. Let's go over there and say hi. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys and, and we started following you guys on Instagram and we were like, dude, they are like all over the place. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and it's it's crazy that now we're in the the what is this called? The Olympic Peninsula, right? Yeah. yeah. In Washington, like thousands of miles away from Denver. And we happen to bump into each other again. Same place at the same time. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so this is really awesome. So thank you for, for being here. We really appreciate it. Thanks for it. having us. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. And um, by way of introduction, um, you guys are outdoor enthusiasts. Yes. And as the name of your Instagram would uh, imply, you are on a permanent road trip. <laughs> right? For the foreseeable future. For the foreseeable <laughs> future. We'll let we'll let you guys t- talk about that in a little bit. But first, let's talk about your uh, your relationship. Take us back, you know, um, before there was a permanent road trip Instagram account with your like huge following. <laughs> How long have you guys um, been together? How did you guys meet? No, you go for it. We have different versions. So. <laughs> we have different versions. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so just a few days ago, Fourth of July was thirteen years. We had met prior to that. Um, we worked both worked in downtown Cincinnati, and we worked in different buildings, but we parked in the same parking structure. Oh. And we lived very close to each other, and we'd met a few times. And on the 4th of July, I happened to be riding my bike past her friend's house, which was next door to her house. Mm-hmm. And there was some conversation back and forth, and ultimately they were having a party that night, and I went over and... Uh, from there, it kind of uh, grew. We went for a bike ride. We went to uh, get some Indian food one night, went to see a play, and the rest is history. Right. Nice. Emily, what, what's your version? <laughs> <laughs> well, he actually didn't include where we where we differ, but it's uh, when he 
rolled up on his bike on 4th of July. He usually likes to say that we were like, come over, come over. And meanwhile, <laughs> my version is he cruises up on his bike. He's like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys up to tonight? And I come. Right, right. So. I did not invite myself to that party. <laughs> right, right, right. And I made the worst hummus ever that he had to rescue. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> There's a key right there. <laughs> To rescuing the hummus yeah. equals true love. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> so what initially drew you together? Um, well, he seemed to um, fit right in um, with kind of what I really like to do. Um, it was never, you know, like, oh, do you want to do this? No, I don't do that. Or ah, I don't know how to do that. It was always like, yeah, that sounds great. So we both I think we just, you know, through conversation and by suggesting different things to do when we were getting to know each other, like it was pretty clear that we um, we had a ton in common right. and um, enjoyed doing the same things kind of to the same extent. So um, I don't know. One of our first dates was a, a bike ride. It was an urban bike ride on our mountain bikes, but um, we just kind of went and went and went nice. riding forever. So what other what other things did you have in common besides biking? Well, I know one of the things we talked about the first night was when she was in college, she did a semester in Africa, and I think that common love of travel mm. came up, and there were lots of friends there, and we had friends in common, and um, you know, we, we both loved the outdoors, and we talked a lot about different places that we'd been and different things that we'd done, and um, we had common friends interests in food yeah and we we're, both we're, love rescue animals and he had cats i had two dogs so it um and both, all four were rescues and oh so um you guys started dating you found out you had a lot of common interests at what point in your relationship did you realize that this was like something long term that you guys had like a, a future saw a future together I would say that shortly before we got engaged in December of 2005, we came out here. Um, we did a trip to, to Washington. Well, we started in Portland. Okay. And we worked our way up here. We camped just south in Kalalock and then went over into Victoria and up to do a, a paddling trip around the Broken Group Islands there at Pacific mm. Rim National Park in Canada, and then came back down through Victoria and, you know, had a nice time there in the city and then came back over into Washington. And, and we did a lot of fun stuff. And um, I think that was probably our first real big trip together mm. and um, kind of a challenging trip with, um, you know, the logistics with lots of marine transport um, working in a tandem kayak together out on open water and things like that. So, yeah. um, I know that was shortly before it became real serious. Okay. And I would say when we met, we were, um, you know, in our mid thirties, a little bit like between, I don't know, early thirties, mid thirties. Um, so at that point we had each dated, you know, other people, Joe will tell you how he has a long history of dating. Right. String, many, many women. women. <laughs> he was super popular. <laughs> but um, I don't know. At some point, you just kind of realize that um, you just start 
where you stop thinking about the kind of the other opportunities or other possibilities and you really just start focusing on the person that you're with and you realize that um, there's probably not a whole lot of need to keep looking, you know, because the person's right there and it's so comfortable. And um, we have a lot in common, but we also complement each other in some ways as well. Um, You know, good and bad. She is an incredible communicator. She's very diplomatic. She's great at building and developing relationships, maintaining relationships. I'm very pragmatic. Um, I come from a finance background, accounting background, Mm -hmm. technology, legal. Um, In work, I did the exact opposite of what she did. Um, So I think... Yeah, so you complimented each other very well. Very well. And, you know, as, as, as similar we, as we are in tastes and preferences and interests and pursuits, um, our way of going about things is very different and complementary. Hmm. Awesome. So um, what would you say kept you guys going strong? You've been together 13 years. You've obviously, I'm sure, had difficult seasons and awesome seasons. Um do you feel like there was like a thread that kept you guys, you know, in this kind of lasting marriage, lasting relationship? You know, I would say for um, the number of years that we've been together, we've had a lot of stability. Um, just having been in the same city and then in the same house, which we found together and bought together, ended up getting married in that house. So wow. there are a lot of memories, um, you know, very fond memories of that house. Um, So it was significant to us in many ways, but I think probably the same things that have encouraged us and kind of driven us to actually do this trip were the things that maybe helped to form like a strong foundation. So living where we were in Cincinnati, it's a pretty easy life, you know, in many ways. And we have access to a lot of things um, where we could, you know, seek our, you know, seek out our interests like Joe has said, you know, easy to travel from there. But at the same time, we had a great group of friends. Hmm. Our family was all there. Um, so we just kind of had it pretty easy. But it was that kind of um, sort of just maybe being a little too complacent after a while that just encouraged us that, like, we want to we wanna get out and, yeah. and, and explore more because we need to challenge ourselves, like, again. Yeah. And that's... A great segue. <laughs> and that's the reason why you started on this uh, journey, this permanent road trip journey, is that um, what, what what were you guys doing before that? And then tell us a story of like how the process went from you guys were being complacent and you wanted to challenge yourself and then now you're living in a van. <laughs> so I'll let... Joe kind of tell more about like actually how we got to the van but I can say that you know every time we traveled we'd see these fantastic places yeah and our minds would start you know we'd visit friends in other cities and steamboat or you know Jackson wherever it was and we're like talk to us in a couple years like we we think we're ready to finally pull the trigger and do something but we didn't know exactly what that meant like did we want to go settle in another city or Mm. another ski town or what was that and we just could never land on exactly while we love to travel, we never kind of went to one place where, like, this is it for us. Like, we can okay. totally, like, see ourselves here. Um, so I think, in, you know, in a way, that's kind of how we got to where, you know, where mm. we are here. And 
Joe can tell the story of how we first saw our sportsmobile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we pretty much had it made in Cincinnati. It was an easy lifestyle. We could walk to work. We worked a couple blocks away from each other in the hottest part of town. We had a beautiful house. It was incredible. Everything was super easy. And we had tons of awesome friends there, which kept us there. Plus, yeah. we had all kinds of vacation times, so we were pretty senior in our careers. We were able to, you know, get away and do the things we wanted to do. But when we wanted to ski, we had to get on a plane yeah. or go to the 400-foot vert facility 20 you know miles down the road 400 which, feet of birth. <laughs> <laughs> which was a nice break in the winter time to sure. get out there once a week but uh, nothing too exciting so you know after a while of you know stressing out about getting on the plane and paying for luggage and the rental cars and yeah you know renting gear when you go to gooseberry mesa you have to you know you can't fly your bike in for the long weekend you're going to go rent and spend 100 150 bucks a day on a bike um yeah that kind of got old and our friends were getting to the point where their kids were in school and they were busy with you know their friends uh their kids friends parents and things like mm -hmm. that and things started to slow down quite a bit and things were super easy which made it hard to leave but I started thinking about all the things that I was proud of and the things that I talked about fondly in my life. And there were all these big decisions that I made, these bold, you know, changes that I made in my life when I was young, after I graduated from college, moved to California and some of these things. And, you know, like I said earlier, her going to Africa, those are the things that were really special to us. And they were hard. They were, um, you know, expensive. They were not the easy way out. They were, they were really complicated and difficult and challenging, but they were what was most rewarding. And mm -hmm. I was like, this will be very rewarding. And we were probably tent camping a hundred nights a year, you wow. know, just going to mountain bike with friends for long weekends or taking a big, you know, two or three week trip out West, that kind of thing. And I always kind of thought of people doing the RV thing as kind of cheating, like it wasn't really camping. Yeah, right, and, right. And then I saw this sportsmobile in Victor, Idaho at this um, music festival called the Fox Creek Fandango. And it was just this beautiful sportsmobile. It just looked so rugged and he had his bikes and all this stuff there. And I was like, that would be perfect. That's perfect. You know, it's it's fuel efficient. It's um, it's small. You can get in and out of anything, and it's just that that would be ideal. So from that point on, I was always looking and looking and looking and planning and thinking. And then one day we were in Steamboat, Colorado, and I got a couple emails from work, and I was like, you know what, I, I don't really want to do this stuff anymore. And um, that was the end of March. I said. Let's, End of March of what year? 2016. 16, okay. So yeah. I said, let's try to plan this and do all that we need to do to get on the road by the end of the year and wow. make it a clean break. And um, we always go down with this group of people down to Florida right at the end of the year. And I said, let's get everything done, get the house sold, get you know stuff put in storage, buy the van, build the van out, wrap up our jobs, get everything done in the next nine months so we can be wow. on the road. And it was a stretch. There was a lot to do there. It was really complicated, yeah. <laughs> but it couldn't have gone any better. I nice. mean, it was amazing how things just kind of clicked. Really? We, we put our house on the market. It sold the same day. Nice. Um, uh, the day before we had to move, 
we found the van and it was an empty cargo shell, which was perfect for moving stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we had to get out of our house much earlier than we anticipated. But our friend Tracy had an extra apartment in her house. And she said, just come live here until you're ready to go. That's fine. Oh, wow. So we had a nice place to stay. Um, everything just worked out great. Um, we had two different um, people that were going to help us build the van. And that's kind of what gave me the confidence to do it because I'm not very mechanically inclined. Um, two different guys backed out because of other larger engagements. They got closer, more closely aligned with their field. But then finally, a couple of guys that I know from the neighborhood who typically build restaurants, they said, oh, yeah, we can do that. That's not a problem. Wow. And and they did, and they did just a phenomenal job. Nice. Looks beautiful. Nice. Nice. I've seen lots of pictures of the inside, so yeah. they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Emily, what were you thinking at this during this, you know, nine-month stretch what were your what what kind of feelings were going through your head? Well, I would say nine months was probably plenty of time, and maybe in, in some sense a little too long. Once, you know, it it seemed so big, so many like not obstacles, but kind of little hurdles to get over. Um, we were both in, like Joe said, senior roles. I was running a, a one person organization and reported to a board, you know, nonprofit setting. So, I had worked there for four, four and a half years. And, um, really we had just, we were on a great path, you know, and I, I wanted to make sure that I gave them adequate time, you know, to, to find the right person as a one person shop. Yeah. Like, with so a board, like it's, yeah. So, <laughs> so no that shop. all was important because, um, I don't know, like Joe said, I mean, Cincinnati was easy, but so much of what we had there was all about relationships and connections. Uh-huh. And, um, so it was important to me, you know, I, I had a great time, doing what I was doing. Um, so I don't know. I, I think knowing that there was an exact date and we were working toward that made everything else kind of just go and, and fall into place. Sure. I, I mean, I guess while I'd like to think I'm good with change, I think we all, as the older we get, um, change is harder, you uh-huh. know, completely uprooting and just, you know, like, those go- goodbyes the last couple of weeks, you know, and I would just suddenly break out in tears. I'm like, I'm really happy to be doing what I'm about to do. But I also like this is good because I realized yeah. like, what we had was, you know, genuine. And, you know, those friends, you know, those friends are, will be there. And um, so I don't know. It, it it was exciting for sure. <laughs> and that's probably the one thing that's missing on the road. We meet awesome, cool people almost every day. Yeah. People who are so kind to us and gracious and. You know, they invite us to their house. They invite us to come in, take showers, do laundry. We try not to be a burden on anybody, but we meet all these awesome people. But then a day or two later, we're gone. Yeah. So we keep in touch with some. We meet up with them again and again. And we've made some great, you know, long lasting connections. But nothing like, you know, the couples that we hung around with for 10 or 12 years when we were back home. It's, you know, it's a little bit different. We haven't had the opportunity to to build community and contribute because we're typically only in a place for one to five days before mm-hmm. we're off to the next spot. Yeah. And that's something that's hard for us too. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about that the other day um, on our last episode, um, that community and the, the, the relationships that we built back home in Denver, you know, we're like, you know, Annabelle can. Yeah. No, well, especially as a, as an introvert, I tend to go deep with like a small group of people as opposed to like 
he just has like all the friends in the world, which is awesome. We learn a lot from each other because of that difference. But, um, but yeah, it is interesting not having like that, you know, you're not like caravanning with all your buddies, which I mean, I guess you are for short periods of time here and there, but it's definitely different, um, making those relationships on the road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now, you know, we, we met you guys in March and now we're, we're meeting back up in, in July for a brief period of time, which is awesome. And I'm sure some at some point in the future we'll meet up again mm-hmm. down the road. You know, we talked about maybe in, in maybe Florida. Maybe in Florida. Yeah. 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 You know, but it's it's tough, like, that uh, not having that actual relation, like, physical, you know, connectedness with your with the people that you're connected to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you say that that's... Um, I guess I'll just say what what has been the hardest part for you uh, since you've transitioned into living you well you're like seven months in now or yeah. almost yeah. you, le- almost you left in months. December of yep. 2016 so six yep. months yeah, yeah. Seven, um, what's been the hardest part so we probably have some of the same you know things to share but I um I think probably one of them and and I feel like just in the last couple of weeks this has been um like kind of eye-opening for both of us and it's become like more and more important but we used to joke you know for all the years that we were together like how many other couples did we know that went grocery shopping together that like we we do everything together yeah so when you're at home maybe that one piece that you tend to forget are those eight hours or so that you're at the office. Mm-hmm. But even then we would see each other for lunch because we work three blocks apart or, you know, we'd meet for like an afternoon walk or something. Um, so I think we felt like we spent all of our time together, but now we really spend all of our time together. Yeah. Um, and it's typically, it's not a problem. It's just occasionally, you know, something kind of flares up and it's like, we need to figure out how to, you know, and we had people ask us, I don't know if Joe did as many as I, people as I did were like, well, how are you going to, how are you going to manage, you know, time apart, you know, time away? I'm like, oh, we'll figure it out. We spend so much time together and just, yeah. but um, I think just literally in the last couple of weeks, there have been a couple of days where maybe I've gone for a ride and, you know, Joe's hung out or, um you know, he spent a little bit of time in a library and I went and did something else. So even if it's just an hour or if it's an afternoon, I think we're just realizing like we have to be more intentional about it, probably on a more regular basis, just Mm. so it's just, you know, a little time to refresh, you know, come back and talk about like, hey, I just did this and you weren't with me kind of thing. Like, I know something (laughs) new to talk about. (laughs) But I don't know. What do you think? I think, um, you know, I don't want to sound like life is hard because it's not it's awesome right. but um there's a lot less chores i don't have a giant lawn to mow i don't yeah. have you know huge perennial gardens to weed or any of that stuff but there's a lot less chores but the chores that remain are so much more difficult in that tiny little space i mean we have a lot of stuff crammed into that little van and sure i mean even doing the laundry is a hassle um, getting stuff in and out, I'm sure. Going the to the grocery area. store is oh, yeah. such a time-consuming process. It takes us just as long to put the groceries away as it does to go <laughs> get them. Oh, wow. Um, you know, we're really tight in there. So, sure. Um, those kinds of things. Like yesterday, we spent the entire day doing errands. And we do that maybe once every 10 days. We spend the entire day. And we try to do it when it's raining or something. But we haven't had any rain in months. 
Um, we try to do the laundry, get the groceries, fuel up, fill up the water tank, fill up the propane tank when that's necessary. There's all these little things you have to constantly keep your eye on. Yeah. And in the beginning of the trip, we were still working out, you know, some things with the van, tweaking little things that were not working right or whatever. But um, it's 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 really amazing. I mean, I wish everybody had the opportunity to do something like this because it really gives you some time to think about what's really important. Oh, yeah. So caught up in all the stuff that's going on around you. And it really is a very efficient, inexpensive lifestyle. Yeah. It's funny. Everybody on Instagram always asks, well, how can you afford to do this? How can you afford to do this? I think um, we will probably end up spending less than $25,000 for this entire year. That's how inexpensive it is to live this lifestyle. It's such a low impact on the environment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. We only use solar. We are using less than a gallon of water a day. Um, our van gets 26 miles to gallon. I mean, 26. It's, yeah. It's oh, amazing. man. <laughs> we, you don't we, want to know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> I can guess. <laughs> oh, you would be probably yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> we're both vegetarians, so we, we feel like we're making a very, very limited impact. And we're trying to contribute in ways. Like I said, we don't have, uh, you know, a community that we're in for any period of time where we can make an impact, but we try to make an impact everywhere we go. You know, we cleaned up some garbage at a bike trail in Boulder. Um, we were down in Southern California when all the PCT hikers were starting to come through. So we were trying to help them with ground support and feeding them and things like that. Had some pretty interesting experiences. You know, when you start helping people, you start to learn a little bit and start seeing what makes different kinds of people tick. and. Um, you learn a lot about yourself and about human nature and it's just a great experience. Yeah. Now what, when you, when you have like little flare ups and you know, you guys are almost 24 seven together, you kind of have to work things out. Um, what are some of the, you know, what, what are some of the ways that you, you know, keep things from flaring up too much? What do you, what are your techniques? Well, I would say that like you didn't ask this, but the things that tend to um, probably create those like situations is when we both are realizing that we're being absolutely indecisive (laughs) (laughs) about where we're going next or, you know, something, I mean, there's something to be said when you have all the time in the world, you know, to figure out like what, what path, you know, what track, whatever makes the most sense, you know, climate wise, um, activity wise, you know, meeting up with friends along the way, like you kind of figure and navigate your way based on all of those things. But then there's still everyday decisions to be made, you know, where are we, you know, where are we going? And, you know, Joe referenced some of the travels that we did and we jam packed in, you know, and it was a really tight itinerary. So we know how to do that. I mean, Mm -hmm. we can totally do that. And Joe's really good at that. He loves maps, you know, and can look at a map and basically make a call on you know how much green is in an area and you know more information than that that he happens to have but um those are the types of things that really started and i think it's more um you know we're both just sensing each other's frustration or like well, i don't know it doesn't matter that sounds great or you know yeah. like if we could arrive at a you know a decision is like that's perfect let's go do it like if we could do that more often, mm-hmm. then we'd probably avoid some of these little flare-ups. But, you know, typically I, when we do, we know that it's just like if we just had a little time apart, you know, 
it could be a 10 minute walk or whatever yeah. it is like wow just nice. a, well yeah depending <laughs> I, on how big i might <laughs> hold on a little bit longer than joe does <laughs> i i think what causes it more often than not is just like being in a situation that's uncomfortable whether that's physical discomfort we haven't taken a shower in five days and we feel terrible or um you know it uh i i'm i work pretty well on the absence of information and i have a tendency to bring um, circumstances that uh, not all the information is there. For example, when we met with you today, she didn't even know that we were meeting with you until this morning and then had no idea what this interview was about until (laughs) you told us. Um, I do that all the time. I'm always just throwing things out there at the last minute and she doesn't really work that well with that kind of uncertainty and Mm. well what is this all about and um and i'm constantly bringing new people into the fold and she's a little bit more guarded and i'm just kind of hoping (laughs) um the the thing is when we do start to argue have disagreement whatever she's so steadfast and she's so insistent on figuring it out i'm so impetuous that a lot of times i'm just like whatever and um, you know (laughs) but she's always bringing me back in and and making it you know making us work through it right so then that way that there's some resolution and it's not stewing for a while yeah yeah it's it's hard to let things stew when you're like well we're stuck here in this this, (laughs) right next to each other and (laughs) either we're gonna kill each other or we're gonna get over it so Um, so, uh, you mentioned, you hate to make it sound like it's hard because it's really, I mean, it's awesome. We've been having such a great time. Tell us maybe some of your, your favorite adventures or your favorite stories that have happened, like, because you were on this road trip. Um, I think uh, this is going to sound pretty general, but I think like being able to, um, like, for example, we, we made an effort to get to Bozeman, Montana. One of the places that we were going to ski was in Big Sky. Mm. Um, and it's a place that we kind of keep going back to because I, I have a good friend from college who I had, you know, kind of lost touch with for about 10 years. And ever since I've met Joe, we've now been to Bozeman, I think, four or five times, you know. And so this time around, it was just so um, – just so much more laid back and she's definitely one of the friends who was like talk to us in a couple of years we really think we're gonna do something different but we don't know what so um it just being there being able to you know have that opportunity to go along when we were up there in Bozeman with her friend we got to go ice climbing um some of my buddies called and said hey we're gonna do a raft trip on the Colorado so we got to go do that um some of our good friends were out doing a canyoneering trip in southern Utah so we got to do that and that's really what I wanted that was what I thought I just want to be here in the United States and be in the places that we love and be available so that when our friends say hey this fun thing is going to happen we can just drop it and go and it's been awesome. That's definitely been the best part to be available and able to participate in those fun things. But I wish there was more. I mean, I, I'm surprised that someone's not calling us every week and <laughs> saying, hey, we're going to Colorado. Can you give me some beta or do you want to meet us? You yeah. Know? Um, we got to see a couple of my good friends, the guy that did all the music in our wedding. He's in a big reggae band and they played a, a tour of Southern California. We got to see two of the shows there. 
And nice. now we're going to go see him again in Grand Junction, Colorado. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like you really enjoy the freedom that living in a small space and traveling allows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like keep having all of your stuff with you. Yeah. And just as much as like, you know, meeting up with, you know, friends from home um, or, you know, friends from, you know, the past or whatever that we tend to go visit. Um, also, just meeting up with these new friends, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, we... There's something awesome about the van in that it just draws people in. Oh, yeah. You know, like people us? have questions. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, that is how we have literally met as many people as we have. Um, and it's usually people who are like really inclined and are maybe on their way to do something similar or maybe they even have a sprinter. They definitely have a lot of common interests. They probably mountain bike. They probably ski. Yeah. Um, but meeting these people along the way, we've met a lot of people from Europe where, you know, we're, mm-hmm. again, not in a hurry necessarily always to get to the next destination. So if we, you know, if we meet someone in Flagstaff and they're like, yeah, well, we're heading to Sedona next. And we're like, well, mind if we join you? That sounds really awesome. We are kind of heading in that direction anyway. So yeah. to have that, yeah, that flexibility, that flexibility to spend a couple more days, you know, with with people um, that you're just getting to know is is great. Yeah, we met an awesome couple in Fruta riding 18 Road, and they were like, well, we got to start heading back up to Idaho. We didn't plan on going north, but we were like, hey, these guys are awesome. Let's go up there for a couple days. So That's cool. And we're going to go visit them in McCall in about three weeks or so, two or three weeks. Yeah. Nice. We've, wow. we've met so many awesome people, and it's just, you know, we met some great people in Hood River that build mountain bike trails. We rode with them this weekend. Um, before that, we were up on hood riding with some pro bikers. I mean, just some really cool people. And I mentioned earlier when we first started talking, this couple that we met in Bailey, Colorado, we've hooked yeah. up with them three times now, and I'm sure they'll be lifelong friends. Nice. That's awesome. I w- we were just talking on our hike yesterday um, about if you could have a, if you could have a superpower, what superpower would you want? And I said teleporting because like, it, like for exactly that reason, like I never, I have friends all over the world and all over the country and I'm always like, man, I wish I could like, you know, my, my friend just defended her dissertation and I'm like, man, I wish I could have been there. Or like, you know, there's things like that, but having an RV is like pretty Almost. close, yeah. like pretty yeah. close to being able to teleport. Yeah. Um, not as real time. But. Not as real time. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's exactly what you're saying. Like the opportunity to be there for for people is like really special and cool yeah it makes for some long drives sometimes yeah. but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. yeah totally yeah I, i've noticed that the although the drives are long it's not as um i don't know it, it doesn't beat me up as much as like driving in a car yeah for whatever reason because i think once i stop driving it's like no i'm gonna get a snack at my house yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a nap creature, in my bed. Like. All the future comforts that I'm used to at home is like right here with us. And yep. so it's not as hard. We drove down from, uh, from Tahoe. We drove north to Goose Lake, took a nap on the lake, and then continued on up to Summer Lake in South Oregon and stayed for two days there. We've been really good at finding National Forest dispersed camping. and. Nice. We love it because in the past, we would always go to the national parks. We'd camp in the campgrounds. We'd yeah. have our tent. We kind of had to go somewhere. We had to be there. 
and we had to set up the tent. We had to break it down. Now we just go wherever. And if we don't last, last night we came in, uh, we were up at Queen Alt and, um, we were looking for a national forest service road. Couldn't find one. We said, you know what? There's a parking spot right here at this restaurant. <laughs> we just parked there and camped for the night. It for was the great. Night. Perfect. Wow. Right on the lake. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. What, let's go the other way now. Um, from the previous question, you told us about what you love. What do you not love about this life? I don't think there's anything that I dislike about our living in a van um, other than it can be a little bit tight at times. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you go in with that expectation, of course. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's kind of like, eh, yeah, I don't think there's that really bad. anything that I dislike. I think, yeah. About I don't it. think there's like an entire aspect of anything that, that I dislike very much. I can, I mean, I can probably count the number of times though that I've like said, doesn't it feel like we've been in the car all day and we haven't really gone anywhere? So rainy days can be kind of tough or yeah. really days with precipitation can be a little bit tricky. So having skied, you know, most of the the winter, we saw a lot of that, you know, and with the early like sunsets, you know, 430 and five o'clock, it's dark. So you get creative. Definitely. Yeah. Like we, we've picked up you know, we play gin rummy or we play rummy 500. Like we, <laughs> we have learned ways to kind of just occupy ourselves. And I like to read, but it, I'd say days with precipitation, especially when it's like a couple in a row that can get tough and you have to get creative. Ski season was hard because you not only spend more time in the van because it gets dark earlier, it's cold, it's wet, but you've got your ski boots in the cab. You've got your outerwear soaking wet. And yeah. um, there's just not as much space. And the summer has been amazing because we spent the entire spring in the desert riding trails between Vernal, Utah, Fruta, Colorado, and Prescott, Arizona, and everything in between that corridor. And it was just amazing. It was beautiful every day. Um, we got out and exercised every single day and, and I actually like skiing more than mountain biking, really? but, okay. but skiing out of a van is, is a little tricky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have, you have to go to rec centers to take a shower. We have a shower on our van, which is awesome in the summer, but it's an outdoor shower. Outdoors, so okay. when you're in the mountains in January, it's a little tricky. So you right. have to go to the rec center. <laughs> not as, not as easy to, to, to do that. Yeah. How has, um, being in the van together made your relationship stronger what aspects of it has made your relationship you know that much stronger well um you certainly get uh used to or you figure out how to be in a very small space <laughs> together you know um and i think by just by nature of being in that small of a space together um, you're much more aware of the other person mm -hmm. physically, literally, like where are you? <laughs> you're going this way. I'm, okay, I'll go this way kind of thing. Like I won't be in the next room. You know, I'm either going to be in this chair or sitting on the bed yeah. kind of thing. So, <laughs> right. I mean, you are in such close proximity. Um, I think that there are times where uh, Joe would maybe admit that he is not super patient <laughs> and what did you say like you can be like a bull in a china shop like i think it just makes you kind of slow down like you literally yeah. have to be aware of of your person in your space and has it as it relates to the other person we have become very aware of each other and anticipatory 
and I, I, I had a, a couple friends that I worked with in California who were sailors. And I remember the first time I went sailing with them on Long Island Sound, when we pulled in, they were like clockwork. The teamwork that they used to rig that boat up was amazing. And I always think about that when I think about couples. And so they, they were a couple? They were a couple. Okay, gotcha. And they, um, they were great sailors. And this, the way that they worked together to get that boat rigged up was so amazing. Mm. They didn't have to talk to each other. They didn't have – it just happened. Yeah. You know? And I think Emily and I have a different way of doing things and, and not that one's right and one's wrong. They're both right. They're just different. And I think in the past we often clashed over, well, I want to do it this way. No, I want to do it that way. Or I want to do this. No, I was going to do that. You do that. Mm -hmm. And now we've gotten to the point where we can read each other. And there are days when she does more and there are days when I do more and we know the other person needs that. And, like I used to get frustrated sometimes when I was driving and she wasn't paying attention to help navigate or whatever. Now she's always on the ball. She's always got me covered. Um, yesterday was a tough day. I mean, we started at Mount St. Helens. We drove off St. Helens, went grocery shopping, did laundry, did all these things. It was just a long, boring day, <laughs> you know? And I was, I said to her, I was like, you did a great job today. It's awesome that you were able to, you know, hold it together for that whole day of just doing, you know, yeah. it's, it's one thing to do laundry at your house. Another thing to go into a laundromat. It's another thing to, yeah. to be in a super hot parking lot, trying to manage your dog and put groceries into the van and these tiny little spaces. And, you know, it's like doing a jigsaw puzzle to get <laughs> stuff in. Sure. Um, I think we've found a way to work much better together and understand each other's needs. We're starting to discover that about ourselves too, because we have, you know, when we when we leave and we, when we when we um, come into a camp spot, you know, we have our our things that we need to do, and we we used to just be like, hey, did you get it? Did you did you do it? You know, now it's just like what you were saying. You know, everybody has like both of us have their own. We know what we're each responsible for, and yeah, kind of. And then we switch and then we check each other's work and stuff. And then we're like, you know, I thought at first I was like, you know, I, I don't want you to think that I'm criticizing you. I just want to make sure that the Jeep doesn't fall off the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are a few critical things where it's really good to have somebody double checking. Right. Exactly. Right, yeah. You know, the like, other day we drove off and both of us completely overlooked. We have um, external monitors for our computer. Those Which ones. <laughs> when we drive, we take them off the desk. Mm. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Both of us completely just mm. overlooked. And then all of a sudden, we go over a bump and crash. Both, Both the monitors of them. just oh, like, kind of like flipped over, <laughs> fell on I don't, I don't see floor. any cracks, though. So. Yeah. No, so, <laughs> we, I mean, we we're like tough little of, monitors, I guess. <laughs> but man, it was one of those things where we were like, how did both of us miss that? Like, you know, usually yeah. you're. In a small space, you'd be amazed that you can, like, lose things and overlook things yeah. right. as yeah. you think. Yeah. What advice would you give to a couple who is just starting out? Maybe they're in a new relationship or, like us, they're about to get married. Do you guys have any... Or maybe even starting their own road trip. Yeah. What What advice would you have for, for a couple? It's funny. I see people giving advice all the time on Instagram and I always think, you know, advice is never one size fits all. You got to dig a little bit deeper before you give advice. But 
I would say the one piece of advice I feel is universal that everybody could benefit from is to take care of yourself. Like do, do what you need to do, learn what you need to learn, um, do what's right for you and, and work hard to get to the point where you can make choices. And I think, you know, that, that's probably the best thing that we did was we didn't necessarily know exactly what we were going to do, but we knew that if we were disciplined and we worked hard and we saved, then that would open up a whole world of choices that yeah. we could make. And it's, you know, I see a lot of people trying to take the easy way out, asking for help or doing this or that, saying, you know, I, I, my car broke down. Can somebody help me with some money so that I can get it fixed or whatever? And I think for young people, especially, I'd say work hard, make it happen on your own. Don't look to others. I mean, obviously, if you really need help and you're in dire straits, obviously, yeah, you know, I, I'm happy to help people. But I think the best thing my parents did for me was make me self-reliant hmm. and not give me too much and not help me too much because I think if they had, I wouldn't have worked so hard to get in a position to have this kind of awesome experience. Yeah. What are some rituals that you guys have that keep you connected in your relationship? So I would say, though, this is a newer ritual for us, and we're pretty good at it. Um, we don't do it every day, but we should, and that's uh, meditation. Just like a yeah. five to ten minute meditation. Um, it's hard to do it consistently. It is. It is. And, you know, we found this great app, of course, you know. And, is it um, Headspace? No, uh, it's Smiling Mind. Smiling Mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. we haven't heard of that, so we'll have to check that out. The guy has a great voice. It's just hard not to smile when you right. hear it. <laughs> um, we do a lot of activities. Yeah, I think, we do. I think it's activity-based. So, mm. you know, every day we try to do something fun. We learned early on that if you try to do something fun first thing in the morning, then you're guaranteed to have a good day. Mm. You know, so if we can get a That's ride a good in one. or do something. Like, we, we found ourselves leaving our place and starting to drive and then getting stuck in the middle and saying, oh, okay, well, we can get to here, but that means we don't get to do anything fun today. We're just driving. And so now we try to get our fun in first and then go to wherever we go. Um, and that's been awesome. But yeah, I think it's just activity-based stuff. We love to cook together. We, I mean, it's always a two-person process. Yeah. Almost, almost everything we do. Yeah, we, we almost always start out with a good breakfast. Yeah. Breakfast has always been my favorite meal of the day. But we always have good breakfast. And we, um, like, actually now enjoy our coffee. You know, whereas before it was like, just pour your coffee. Don't get in your in a, mouth. You know, you got it <laughs> in your mug and, and you're heading to work. Um so I think just even the just the ritual of appreciating the time. So while we're complaining about how we have a whole day's worth of, um, you know, chores to do, I don't miss the days where we were working 50 hours a week, running home, you know, taking part of our weekend to either clean the house or, you know, take care of the yard or run to the grocery store. I mean, just all of those things that, you know, everybody typically in an everyday life, you, you pack all the stuff in and you get it done, yeah. you know, and then you find room and time to, to mm -hmm. do some fun things too. We've probably taken it to the extreme and now we just need to have to 
you know, we don't have to rush it, but we could probably do things a little bit faster too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't have to take all day. We're not very <laughs> traditional. We don't have like a date night or a fun day or anything huh. like that. I mean, we're together all day, every day, and we're yeah. always doing fun stuff. So <laughs> yeah. it's kind of hard to make that happen, you know? Permanent date night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instagram spinoff. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. So we have a ritual that we do almost every day in our relationship, but on every podcast episode, uh, we like to close out the show with something that we call the sweep up. And basically, um, we ask each other what made what made you feel loved today. And it's just kind of a way that we I mean, we started this like very early in our relationship, I would say, like before we really knew each other as well as we do now, but it's been really valuable for us to see like, okay, what is the other person doing that we know to, you know, a lot of times you do things and you don't, you don't think of them, but then the other person is like, oh my gosh, like the fact that you cleaned this dish or the fact that you did this, like really made me feel loved. And so we started doing this, um, in our podcast and inviting people to, to join in with us. Um, so if you'd like to, um, we'd love to do that with you. Um, so we can, we can do we'll the go example. first right. and okay. then uh, let you guys join. Great. So uh, what made you feel loved today? Well, what made me feel loved today actually started like maybe a week ago when you were, we were, we were on this, you know, side of the, of the peninsula and I, I heard about Ruby Beach and I, I loved tide pools even when I was a little kid. And um, I saw this um, Instagram picture from Olympic National Park, you know, their, their Instagram. And it was like the tide pool. And I was like, what? There's tide pools in Olympic National Park. We got to go there. And I looked on the map. It was like 100 miles away from where we were originally staying in, in Squim. And, and then you said, you were like, well, if we need to go to see the tide pool, then that's what we're going to go. Fuck, that's what we're going to go do. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then now, you know, we kind of um, changed our plan. We were supposed to stay and swim for, you know, over the weekend. And then now we're going to go towards the tide pool and stay at a campground like 20 minutes away from the tide pool. And that made me feel loved because you were like we're going because you, you love tide pools and so we're gonna do that and i was like oh babe thanks. of course of course you're welcome what made you feel loved it made me feel loved uh that even though because we had to change our plans we were gonna overnight at this lavender farm and i was really excited about it because i love lavender and i was kind of disappointed that when we changed our plan that we were going to miss doing this and so I really appreciated that you got up this morning and took me to the lavender farm so that I could experience it even though we were going to miss spending the night there you're welcome so, babe thanks I love you love you too <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you guys yes so um like I said you picked it a good day. Cool. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Um, so Joe had mentioned where we where we spent the night last night, and it was one of the few nights where we've actually been still looking for a place to camp um, when it was dark. Like usually, typically, we know where we're going to be, and it's light out, and we watch the sunset. 
So it can always be a little bit rough when you're trying to navigate in pitch black. Um, so I appreciated that he very quietly got up this morning. I should be telling you this. That, um, <laughs> that you quietly got up this morning and you moved the van and we woke up like right at the trailhead to this rainforest right outside of a restroom. Oh. So I... I, I was still really foggy and kind of slept through the whole thing, but it was just so easy. And um, he didn't complain that I was, like, just staying in the bed. And so. Yeah, we have a tendency to kind of needle each other about things from time to time. And just little things. I mean, it's half joking, whatever. But um, today I appreciated the fact that you got up, you made coffee, and did the whole thing. And um, that when um we were on our way up here you said oh you know what i needed to get this thing and it's time sensitive and i hope it doesn't cause problems and she was very apologetic and it was like well what are you apologizing for it's fine we'll we'll get it if you need it we'll get it um yeah. but i appreciate the fact that she was so conscientious about it oh <laughs> well thank you guys yeah. for for um talking with us we really appreciate you spending some time with us, especially, you know, on, on your way. Where are you guys going? We're going to First Beach. First Beach. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And I'm so glad that this worked out, that we can meet here at the Forks Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it looks, sounds like the drag race next door, like, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we go, uh, what are you guys currently working on and how can people find you? So, you know, we're, we're on trails every day. We're mountain biking or hiking every single day. And so we've hooked up with All Trails. All and Trails. they just announced that we are the um, first All Trails ambassadors. So oh, I'm nice. So kind of excited Congrats. about that. And we've been doing a lot of product testing, too. Okay. Um, it's It's been fun because it's given me an experience to learn from. Uh, we did some testing of some water filtration equipment and some stoves and some things like that which are perfectly consistent with our lifestyle stuff that i'm interested in and and these guys have been super nice to us and it's been fun to work with them and learn a lot about these products and and you know that that's kind of what we're doing these We've days got a, a brewery that has asked us to um knowing our our road trip has asked us if we'll spend some time on 50 west um, gathering content and photos for them. Oh, wow. Um, US 50. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So yeah. we'll do that. Um, we have to be in Cincinnati for a wedding in August, so we'll spend kind of the route back doing Route 50. So I've been tinkering around with our camera that we've had for years and have always just used the auto settings. So I'm, now I'm um, navigating kind of the manual settings and seeing you know seeing what kinds of things we can do. But they picked it because of Joe's photography on Instagram. So Nice. But you can find us at Permanent Road Trip. Um, easiest place is probably Instagram. We keep saying we're going to get better about doing stuff with our blog, but we're we're just not there yet. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't touched it. Since Maybe we get a Wi-Fi hotspot before we commit to really building. <laughs> right. That <place>. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a whole lot easier just to take a photo and throw it up on Instagram with a few sentences than it is to get online and yeah. do the whole totally right update. A whole, yeah. <laughs> totally. Well, right. We will definitely link to your guys's. Instagram account mm -hmm. and maybe your blog. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, for sure. Instagram and uh, on our show notes, we'll have all that information. So. Yeah. So thank you guys. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank so you. Much. It was really fun talking. Yeah.
Yeah, what a great interview with Joe and Emily. They are such great, wonderful, warm people. Um, we ran into them, like we said, like way back in April. March. <laughs> March. Oh, God, I forgot. <laughs> we, we ran into them in March, and we knew that we were like, we need to talk to these guys because I'm sure they're full-timers, and you know, we, we want to ask them a bunch of questions, and we did, and they were so generous with their time. And Christian had these feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't approach strangers in public. Except when I'm with him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we're so happy that we ran into them um, in Forks, Washington. It, it just like serendipitously yeah, happened. Finally crossed. Yeah. These two had really great chemistry and a lot of good stuff to share. We are really fortunate that they were able to come and share with us and impart some wisdom to us and to you guys, our listeners. Yeah. If you enjoyed today's show as much as we did, you can find all the links for how to contact and keep in touch with Joe and Emily, along with share links at swepttogether.com slash episode 43. Yeah, definitely go check out their Instagram. They have tons of cool pictures and uh, you might get inspired to live a van life. Live the van life, yeah. If you got something out of today's show, we would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to make sure that you've got all the future episodes showing up in your phone or iTunes as soon as they're released. And if you are on social media, we are everywhere at Swept Together, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, we're at Swept Together. And please rate us on iTunes. Yeah, we love reading your reviews. They make us super happy. Yeah. My favorite thing that Joe and Emily shared today was how they have this ritual of starting their day with something fun. That way, even if they have a road day or a chore day or they have to, you know, maybe get work done later in the day, they've already gotten their fun in so that at the end of the day they can say that they did something that they enjoyed. Uh, which I think is just a great philosophy and something that's easy for us to implement. Just maybe take something that you are wanting to do, something that you enjoy, and incorporate it into your morning routine. So it could be like something small, right? Something like small. enjoying a cup of coffee or... Right. They talked about how they just sat and actually enjoyed their coffee these days instead of just like drinking it while they're running somewhere else so that they can get like caffeine they're actually enjoying the taste and, <laughs> right yeah um and so you know whatever that may be if it's reading a few pages of a book or lighting a candle or you know whatever it is working out Did you say lighting a candle yeah who lights a candle for fun i don't know some people are into candles you're into candles don't I act don't, like you're not into candles i don't light them for fun <laughs> Why do you like them? For the ambiance, maybe? Okay, fine. You don't have to light a candle. Just the point I thought is... You, I, thought, I thought I heard you light a candle or or like a Kindle. <laughs> like a candle. No, that's not what I said. I don't know where I was going because you interrupted me. Sorry. It's okay. The point is... Incorporate something that you enjoy, that you take pleasure from, into your morning routine so that even if the rest of the day is just, you know, administrative tasks or boring stuff or chores, at least you have 
something right at the you know in the morning to start your day off right and yeah. i thought that was was a great bit of advice yeah yeah and thank you so much for tuning in this week and every week and listening to us and um learning along with us because that's one of the things about this journey is we want to learn how to become a stronger more loving couple um, as we grow old together as you know we're getting married here in like three months and is it three months yeah it's like 90 days wow something like that and we're super excited for that and we definitely want to learn as much as possible and continue to learn about how to love and love each other until next time love Love you you guys We, go, we don't eat today. Hey, look at that. Let's stop. Look at that. <laughs> there it goes. Do you Stop like... hogging the seat, Joe. <laughs> Counseling is expensive, and so it's divorce. <laughs> We're going. Because you, you love tide pools. Doodle-doot, 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 doodle-doot. <laughs> ah, I just get so many feels.